Hello, dear listener, and welcome to episode six of How Did We Get Here? The only audio road trip with no breaks. I think I got it. I guess. No podcast in there. It's close enough. My name is Zach. That's Jacob. And we will be your guides along this long and fantastic trip. And you know what? We didn't talk about what we were talking about this week uh, on the last episode, but I'm sure you saw it written down today. It's a very heated topic, which is the demented phenomenon of anime profile pictures. I feel like everyone knew that this would happen eventually, where it's, <laughs> it's time to talk about this looming force in the background of all of our stories. I can't believe it's taken us this long. This is mm -hmm. like, it, it feels like the cinematic universe of our five previous episodes has all led It could up be to the finale. One. Yeah. It's not, but it could be. Yeah, we could end it here. I just... This is something that sort of came up naturally when we were talking about other things. And uh, it's become, a, it really has become a phenomenon. I think people have represented themselves with all mm -hmm. sorts of different things in the past. I, but yeah, I think yeah. we should start through history. And I sure. think the earliest documented anime profile pictures was probably on like early 2000 forums. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was stuff yeah. like um, Naruto. Dragon probably. Ball or... yeah. Uh, Evangelion, bunch of Shinjis. You think? <laughs> yeah, I think I think there are some Shinjis. I think mainly some like Oscars. I think the fixation Trigun. on anime women are very early. Yeah, um, Sailor yeah. Moon's a given. That's another one. Yeah, even yeah, even stuff one. like uh, like Ash or Brock or like Officer Jenny. Yeah, I, feel I, like I like saw a lot Sabrina, of that. Lots of Misties. Yeah, definitely some Brocks here and there. But it was small. And in the same way that we've talked about before, at least when I was like growing up, it was like you oh, couldn't your Naruto's, your One Piece. Yeah, like when I was growing up, you couldn't be into it. You couldn't like yeah. anime was still sort of shunned, but now it's become so part of like uh, the way that we live that mm -hmm. it's everything. It's all over the place. Like it would have been unheard of to have a Facebook anime picture. <sighs> Oh, God. Well, I've seen those. I think those are the most unhinged forms of what those we're talking about. Those are the about. weirdest. I think yeah. we got to ramp up to that. Definitely yeah, got to yeah, ramp yeah. up to that one. So let's start at the beginning. We're talking like yeah. 2000s, you know, maybe a Trigun or what's the what's the devil guy? Uh, hell. Devil guy. Yeah, not the devil, the vampire guy. Helsing? I don't know. I feel maybe. like there's I, I saw like a lot that. of, uh, on like early Smash boards. Mm-hmm. Like just a Smash Bros. forum. I, I found, a I think there's someone in the local scene whose profile picture was Cell from Dragon Ball. Yeah. So like that's the first one that comes to my mind. He was like one of the best players. So like, of course he's Cell, you know? Yeah. Well, it, or like Spike Spiegel. Or is that yeah, his name, Spike? Yeah, yeah Spike from but, uh, Cowboy Bebop. But that Faye sort Valentine. of gets into it where like if you're winning everything and you feel like that thing, you feel like the guy and you're winning all Goku. your tournaments you kind of feel like a cell or like a Goku. And that kind of gets into like, I like the, the profile picture. Profile pictures. Like I think oh, those two. the characters yeah, yeah, yeah. you choose do say a lot about you and how you view your persona. You think Not, so? That's where I was going to go with it. You think so? I, I don't necessarily think it's how you are, but how you aim to be. How it's you want to be perceived. Yeah, because I think like a lot of the people who do light Yagami, obviously they're not sociopathic murderers, but I think they see his like thirst for world domination or thirst for power. And they're like, I want that. And they're yeah. like 14 in their mom's, you know, computer room, just like <laughs> typing away on Google images. And they're like, this is cool. I think it's less about who you are and who you could be. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, it's the idea. And I think it's sort of the same wish fulfillment that people get when they watch like Hunger mm -hmm. Games. And it's mm -hmm. like, no, I'm not a, I'm not a cold blooded killer, archer, whatever. But like, if the chips were down, I know I could be that person. And that's the yeah. idea. Like if you found the death note. It's, it's also, yeah, that's a whole other episode. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do if you find the death note on the sidewalk? What do you do? <laughs> the death note all right but anyways i think when it comes to stuff like this you have to really put yourself in the time of these forums yeah because the internet wasn't as big as it was back then you couldn't stream all these anime on sites like funimation Crunchy or yeah. crunchy roll 
or viz like it's, yeah. it's all you had to one illegally find it on sites like limewire it'd be on kazaa yeah it just you just google and pray but like you couldn't just go like right now i can type in any amount of keywords and find pretty much a screenshot to any anime that I can describe yeah but i don't think the internet worked that way so if you wanted a picture of an anime character it was probably like you kind of I'm sure you can vouch for this too, but you feel yeah, like yeah. you saw the same profile pictures a lot in that era. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was almost like mysterious because like mm -hmm. they all shared a similar style, but they were clearly from different like Cell does not look the same as Spike, but they're in the same yeah. medium clearly. And you know it's anime, but you don't know the names of them oh, and you don't I mean, know what that character represents. It was like, more so if you Google Spike Cowboy Bebop on Google Images in like 2002. Oh, yeah. You yeah. you wouldn't find them. Yeah. If you do, you find the same picture that everyone else found. Right. Yeah. And that would be your profile picture that everybody else would share. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like yeah. they were much more the same ones, which like we can kind of cross over this and be a little more generous with the anime character because I think like Sonic the Hedgehog profile pictures, I feel like Especially back Sonic's then anime. when Sonic was like in his prime. Right. Like you saw so many shadows everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And and it does come down to this idea of I was a supersonic profile picture, just so you know. Supersonic? Mm -hmm. So like the I'm blocked, what does it say? That guy? Like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Okay. It's just all chaos emeralds flowing through him. Yeah. I just yeah. thought he was so cool. He's gold, dude. Are you That's awesome? Are, so you're a closeted Sonic fan. As a kid, absolutely. Man. I was very public. Sonic was my favorite game as a kid, and I grew out of that through the cold hands of reality. You know what's so funny? And no. maybe we... Oh, this might be its own thing. I was the biggest Sonic fan when I was a kid mm -hmm. until he talked. Like, I was legitimately... I was Sonic when you're for Halloween. He was the coolest yeah. guy I, I was four years old and my mom got like she she sewed me a beautiful blue suit with the shoes like I wanted to be Sonic so bad. And then Sonic Adventure came out and I hated him. Oh, that's so sad. And it's I so weird because like I was, was the target everyone. demo. Yeah. Like, ugh, it was weird. I my biggest thing was Pokemon growing up. OK, like I was Pikachu for Halloween. I put lipstick on my cheeks for like little red Aww. circles and everything. Yeah, it was adorable. We got to find these pictures to I, show people. It's so round. I know we'll put them is. on the Twitter. We got to put them on the Twitter that we have. If I can Aww. find it. Yeah, it's around for sure. That's we, engaged, what if this comes engagement. out? What if this comes out for Halloween and we're just like, happy Halloween from how do we get here? And we have the Pikachu and the. Oh, oh, that'd be cute. Write that down. Write that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. We're taking but, that down. We're taking so that down. I think another thing is with. Let's branch out one more step to Mario, right? Okay. I don't know why this existed, and I know you'll know what I'm talking about, but there was so, on every forum in the early 2000s to late 2000s, there was this gif of Mario who's rapping. Yeah. Yeah. Rapper Mario with, like, the, yeah. the chains and the, 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 the rings and shit. Yeah. Do you know what that's from? I used to. It's from a Japanese commercial, right? Yep, I for uh, Super Mario Pinball Land. Okay, I didn't know it was that game. Yeah, I found it in the wild on complete accident because Joe and I, my friend, we were playing uh, Super Mario Pinball Land. I love that game, by the way. Yeah, it's not great, but it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. <laughs> I think it's neat. Yeah, it's neat. I agree with that, but... We were looking up the commercials for it, and we found that, and I was like, oh my god. I've been searching for this image without knowing. I've been like a side quest for the past 15 years. Yeah. And it finally came to fruition. <laughs> you finally got the XP. Yeah. <laughs> it feels it, like, it's like when you like, you have something in your journal, but you get sidetracked by other stuff, and then like a quest randomly pops. You're like, wait, mm -hmm. I did that? Oh, okay, I gathered 10 flowers. Neat. Yeah, and that's how it felt. <laughs> it was honestly genuinely shocking like it just felt like everything i knew as was leading towards this path it's kismet it's just mm -hmm. fortune like I, I feel like i was gonna say that happened a lot back then but i bet it happens even more now because yeah. like just with meme culture as a whole like you never really exactly. know the source material for anything like a lot of people just see stephen a smith and they're like that's the meme guy but it's like no he's like a sports commentator you know they see yeah. 
uh, they see, I, I'm trying to think of like a franchise that's constantly memed that nobody would know what it is. I see Barbie memes all the time. Do you see those? They're just no, like- I don't see Barbie memes. I've seen them like, it's like this, this, uh, this clip of this Barbie movie is everything. And I'm like, what? Is this seen, like a okay, thing? I've seen some like, Barbie memes. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about now. It's like, there are things like that. And I feel like if you're uninitiated, it's like, what the hell is this? I wouldn't be able to tell you any of these animes, you know? Yeah, I think what, okay, let's talk about how does someone turn to a life of being an anime profile picture? Oh, um. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. So I think you're bullied, right? That's got to be a check mark. Required. <laughs> I, I, I don't think it is anymore. I think in my era, it was like bullied and it was like trying to find, I don't know what came first. I don't know if mm -hmm. it's chicken or egg. You were bullied because you liked anime or you liked anime because you were bullied. For, for the anime profile picture, I think it is a fascination <sighs> with yeah. something. I don't know if it's like Japanese culture or media mm -hmm. or what it is, but you see I've it. I've been an anime profile picture, so I can give some, some maybe you can give testimony some insight, to it. Like when you see it for the first time, were you like immediately drawn to it? Like, oh, that looks cool. I think I was very much so a normie my entire life. Uh -huh. And then I got involved in Smash and everyone was talking anime. And I was like, I don't watch anime. Oh, but everyone no. around me was talking it about it. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like, okay, I guess, I guess like I'll watch one. What, you how got do gatewayed. I start? Yeah. Uh, Death Note. Into Gurren Lagan, Into Kill mm -hmm. a Kill. Into Orin Host Club. And honestly, like to this day, all four of those series are like 10 out of 10s in my book. Okay. So it's like, I was like, wow, anime is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like I saw four of my still to this day, it's some of my favorite anime, just back to back to back to back. And I was like, this whole genre of media is incredible. <laughs> and then I watched Sword Art Online next, and I was like, oh, okay. There's bad stuff too. Yeah, that's awesome, which only makes me appreciate the good stuff more. But then, honestly, I started so strong with anime, so I got real suckered into it. Yeah, I, if they're all hits, if they're all home runs, it doesn't quite work the same. Because that is just like, that's the standard. Yeah, but the standard was very high. Do you remember feeling any kind of like, I don't know, I, I've tried to watch anime and maybe my brain is just so Looney Tunes and Hanna-Barbera that yeah. like when I tried to watch it, I just can't get around like, there's there's differences in sort of Japanese conventions of storytelling that uh -huh. irk me and I don't know how to describe it. It's very different. Death Note is such a good gateway anime for so many people because i i mm -hmm. think the it checks the same boxes as a breaking bad would okay in the sense that there's nothing visual or flashy about the presentation for either of the shows sure it's what carries it is the characters it's being the characters. fleshed out and the dialogue yeah. between them like sure death yeah. note is a very static show that has phenomenal dialogue and that's why i think it's such a gateway because you don't have to understand anything beyond what's being presented. The world is very simple. Do you think that's why so many people attach themselves to characters like Light or L or because it's um, it's very much a study of characters rather than like this fantastical world? Right? Yeah, I think it's why it's really fleshed out the way it is. And then I think you have like even characters that other people hold on to and like Misa Misa. Mm. But I think. Death Note is just a good example, but I think the ones that start to really get into anime profile picture material are the ones that are a bit more tropey. Sure. Well, yeah. Mm, I think I'm, like Konosuba is an excellent example. I have no idea what that is. It is an isekai, which you know what that word means? I don't means? know what that is. What the hell an, are you an, dropping on me? An isekai is a genre of, long story short, the character, the main character dies in like two minutes in episode one and then like 
uh-oh, I'm in heaven now. Or, uh-oh, I reincarnated. Uh-oh, I had to live a new life. Okay. And then the character dies, and then he gets sent to a video game and pretty much has a harem of, like, three... Like, his party It's like, a video game uh-huh. type thing. And it's very popular. It's a very good comedy uh, anime. But it's, like, this, his party is just, like, three tropey women, pretty much. Gotcha. A lot of people will be like, that's the best girl because I like this one trope and they flesh an entire character out around it. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I think in my era, it was, was it that I'm trying to remember it. Was it Yu Yu Hakusho or was it Tenshi Muyo? It's Tenshi Muyo, which is like the harem anime. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm that guy. That's me. And it's like you have a bunch of tropey girls that they can like, yeah, you know, sort of project themselves into being with. I think a lot of it is just like, I mean, it's just the characters are supposed to be like conventionally attractive, you know? Sure, sure. Like yeah. as far as anime cartoon characters go, like they don't want to make something that's not Ugly. pleasing to look at. Yeah. yeah. So I think like if I'm just, you know, bored in my room and ready to coom and then I'm in the mood for anime girls. In then. my room and ready to coom. There we go. <laughs> I need that That's on nice. a trucker hat. <laughs> That's my, good. Our first merch drop. Oh my, don't say that. I'm not doing it. I'm okay. not. Well, a trucker hat does work for the motif, right? Road trip, yeah. you know? We could, yeah. oh, son of a bitch, we might have to do it. it I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like a western isekai. I guess it's like... <laughs> For some reason, the first thing that came into my head, have you ever heard of 100 Good Deeds for Eddie McDowd? No. Uh, Eddie McDowd is your normal high school kid, but things are about to change when he dies and turns Mm -hmm. into a dog. And he has to do 100 good deeds as a dog so he can be a kid again. You know what is a good example of a Western isekai? What? Uh, The Matrix. Well... Yeah, I guess it is. Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Yeah, the Wizard yeah, well, of Oz. Oh, the Wizard of Oz. One hundred. Oh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wizard of Oz is like the quintessential. Yeah, that's a good. And I feel like yeah. So noir is kind of like that in a nutshell, right? Because like noir yeah. always starts with like a crime being committed or somebody, but it's not usually the main character. The main character like dies. Jumanji, at the end. Narnia, anything where they go into like a different world right from the beginning. Bridge to Terra. Yeah, Tron, Tron is good. Tron's good. Yeah, Wreck It Ralph is an isekai, right? Because he's going to different worlds, kind of. You know? Yeah, I, I, I think I think we could stretch it for Wreck It Ralph. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah, I had never heard of that. The only one that I know is Shonen, and those are like for like boys, boys, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's not like I I don't know. Whenever I hear that, it seems kind of condescending. It is. Yeah, I'm trying to think I, of like the 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 a good comparison for that. My friend know? Brayden is uh, fluent in Japanese, and you know, there's like multiple different forms of like sure. the written Japanese. And I don't remember the exact kind. I think there's like katakana, hiragina, hiragana, uh, and kanji. Uh-huh. I don't remember the exact names, but one's much more complicated than the other. That's kind of like apparently the go-to. Sure. And since uh, Japan has always been like this weird misogynistic country for for like centuries. Yeah. Where it's like whenever they kind of made this written language, they have a simplified version and they kind of had that to be like for women to understand the written <laughs> language, you know? Oh man, okay. Yeah, that's what I was told and I was just like I guess I see how that comes from the time because I mean, mm. you know, we our us as a country literally did not let women vote. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a thing. Yeah. It, like within your grandparents' lifetime. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that, that's the weird thing is it wasn't that long ago. Literally barely over a century ago. My mom, uh, it's really weird to think about, but my mom was born in 1964, which I think was either a year after or two years after. <laughs> it was very close to Martin Luther King being assassinated. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not even my grandma. That's my <laughs> mom, you know? You know what's crazy is, you know... A lot of the the stories, the narrative of history is told by the winners, right? Yeah, of course. They say, yeah. like, the, the textbooks control the narrative of how we understand history. Yeah. And 
they make Martin Luther King photos black and white to make it feel like racism and all that. <laughs> like it's healed now. Yeah. No, but like they try and make it look like the assassination and all these racial movements were so much longer ago than they were. So they make it black and white in textbooks, despite all those pictures of Martin Luther King Jr. being taken in full color. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's uh, controlling the narrative. I've never considered that. I w oh my God, that's Go fascinating. Go Google right now and type in colored pictures of Martin Luther King Jr. And the thing is, you will see pictures that you've seen in textbooks that suddenly have color. Is that, do you think that's a, oh my God, you're right. And these aren't like remastered. These aren't like, you know, No, they were taken black and they white. Were taken, they were taken in color. I guess that's true because like TV was in color back then, you know? Yeah. That's, I never even consider, oh my God, my mind's been blown. Yeah, I think, I think that was like oh, wow. a big turning point for me being like anti-establishment. Yeah. <laughs> So, and then you get the the light Yagami. Then you put on the profile picture because it's yeah. not, you know, I see it. Okay. But isn't that crazy? Yeah. That they, I'm like, trying to I'm be gonna, charitable. Do you think it's just because books, like, they're trying to save no, printer costs? No, I mean, you know? it'd be very funny if this is the one picture they're trying to save costs <laughs> on. This is the one time. Look I'm at trying this to think of, picture like, I just sent in the things. chat. Because yeah. this is, like, the picture of Martin Luther King Jr. that I vividly remember in textbooks. It's him, like, waving. He's, like, left a line waving to a crowd. Yeah. And, like, I definitely saw this. And uh, this was in 1956. Dude. Right? Uh, you have shattered my reality. Yeah. I didn't even consider the fact. Because, like, this is, like, late 50s, early 60s. And... They had color TV at the end of that. Yeah. Man. And that does shape your perception because you see it in black and white. You're like, oh, that's old stuff. Yeah. No, like it's such, it's honestly it's so genius. Subtle. Yeah. It's genius. Like it's like horrifyingly genius. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Bring it back to the anime point. One of the reasons that like Astro Boy feels so old, right? Is because it's like, mm -hmm. it's black and white. And yeah. And it just looks like crap. But- if you knew that like it was a stylistic choice and that's the reason they did it, man, this is like finding out that like Steamboat Willie actually is full color. It's like, what? Yeah. wait, what? Like you had I that? Mean, you can think about stuff like this of imagine like a century from now, people find like WandaVision, like episode one of WandaVision. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. TV was still black and white back then, huh? <laughs> and it was released in like 2021. God, I, I wonder about that sometimes. Like what? elements from our sort of from what we're doing right now will persist you know a thousand years not even yeah. like 50 or 100 because obviously very little will carry over but like a thousand years into the future i um, yeah i honestly wonder just what is going to be misunderstood in the future yeah, looking back sure because you can't yeah i think oh like the God. interesting thing yeah yes uh, with like Martin Luther King Jr. and everything like that with just color photography because it became kind of popular a mm -hmm. little before that era. Like I think having color photography was still like you have more money. So like black and white photography was still fairly common it was at luxury. that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if you're getting those like, you know, history.com kind of pictures, you're definitely probably a color photographer. Yeah. And I mean, to put it in perspective, like photography was invented 186 years ago. Slavery ended 147 years ago. Oh, man. Like, they really like to skew things yeah. with colors because I think it's so interesting how your mind just sees black and white and accepts it as old. Yeah. And I think America as a whole really wants to act like we're further away from all of that than we are. Because I think, like, across the board, most people, regardless of where you lie politically... You're mm -hmm. like, slavery was a bad idea. You know, Drake. I think that's Drake. something yeah. a hefty majority can agree with. Yeah. I'm glad some I'm glad someone said it. Yeah. But it's it's so crazy to think that like they can manipulate that thought on how long ago things was were just because Yeah. Mm, do you think there's a way to do that now? Like if if there's news footage of like from 2020 of like some really bad stuff, but then you put it in like four by three ra ratio yeah, and I think then four you by like three and you lower the quality to like 
480p or something. Yeah, like that. and like have like the VHS scan lines and like mm-hmm. all the all the vaporwave stuff. Maybe there's a way in like 60 years that somebody can make that it can frame something in that way in the same way. That's kind of interesting. Yeah, I think especially with like deep fakes, you're almost at the point where you can just do anything. Oh god, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, do you think that that's going to be a wave, right? When those things start rolling out and people could just deep fake whatever they want or will it still be I don't know, the human brain is instinctively pretty good at sussing that out, you know? Yeah, but I do think it will get to a point where eventually you like you know, if you hear an audio clip, you kind of yeah. know at this point, well, I can't trust that like alone. Like you can't yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. fully trust that. But I think it's terrifying to think that like eventually video proof will not be enough. And then it's like, what, what will? can you do? Yeah. yeah. Like we're to the point where everything is so realistic. Like even video games are getting to the hyper realistic point where everything yeah. just looks believable. I was fooled by Forrest Gump which came out in 1994. I thought Tom Hanks met John F. Kennedy and Richard Nixon and yeah. Elvis Presley. Like, I, I I, don't know what they did, what supercomputers they had back then, but that was 27 years ago. Like, mm-hmm. so I, I, and I'm a pretty skeptical guy. You know what I mean? Like, well, I yeah, wasn't back absolutely. then, obviously, when I was a kid when I saw that. But like, I, I feel like if you don't put a critical lens on this stuff, man. And and we've already seen, I think a lot of people hear that and they're like, oh, that wouldn't happen. You know, people are going to be critical thinkers. But yeah. I would say the spread of like Facebook news and just headline yellow journalism has led to a, so much distrust in, in our fellow man. And I know mm-hmm. that that's like not an uncommon sentiment or like a breaking ground thing, but I think it is worth considering when you think about the fact that it could only get worse with videos and with other forms of media. It's like, this could happen times 10. Yeah. Jeez, dude. You could actually show Hillary Clinton like eating a baby and be like, look, see? You could actually deep fake Hillary Clinton dabbing on the Ellen show. (laughs) I I, I hate to tell you. I think that technology is already here. (laughs) I I think... That lost her the election. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Yeah. I, I think that alone is like, that was the crux of it. Or the Pokemon Go thing. Or when the balloons dropped. Have you seen the balloon gif? Do you remember that? I don't that? know about the balloon gif. Hold on, let me find it. There is a gif. Uh, balloon drop <laughs> Hillary Clinton. Uh, there is a, a gif of Hillary Clinton when balloons drop at some kind of conference or something. And Mm -hmm. she, here it is. The face she makes is like an animatronic on the haunted mansion. And I think this one reaction got circulated so much. uh, And it, it, it just sowed so much distrust because if you can't reasonably sell to the American public that you did not expect balloons to drop, even though yeah. you clearly did, how can you expect to sway them on foreign policy? Oh, yeah. And I, I see that this is the first time I've seen this, and this is like haunting. It, it feels right. This clip looks like an AI program to respond at this certain moment in time. Yeah, it's 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 almost like back in the early thousands. You remember all those horror movies like Truth or Dare? Where, like, Mm -hmm. they would put, like, the CGI smiley face on someone when they were, like, possessed or something. It's like that. Like, she's in a a scary movie, and she just got invaded. I'm not, like, a huge, like, conspiracy guy, Mm -hmm. but I definitely like to sit here and wonder about stuff like Area 51 Uh and just think, like, what are they hiding from me? Sure. Because I think stuff like that is so interesting. Just... I'm so fascinated by what I don't know, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And it's like, I don't even know where to begin to guess because I guess I don't really know what is fiction and what is possible. Yeah. And this little place that we call the world. Sure. And and the problem is that so much of it is bred out of human imagination, like science fiction or, you know, sort of alien uh, fiction, whatever. 
and it becomes like, okay, how far ahead is human imagination to actual technological progress? Are there are there weapons we've been using overseas that we can't see? Um, I don't know. And I don't know how you could ever find out. You know? It's like, yeah, man. I just can't stop looking at this gif. Hillary Clinton. Yeah, she's just... She's she's amazed by these balloons. It blows my mind. It's Did weird you ever because play. Um, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Oh uh, God, heavy rain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like a David Cage game, but I didn't think you would get the reference. But you get it. Okay. Yeah. Wow. We were on the <laughs> same page. I was literally thinking the same thing. I was gonna say it's like a David Cage game, and I thought you would be like, I don't know who that is, but you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Detroit become well, human, you? and that's the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think heavy rain was just such an interesting experience because. It, how do you describe this to the person who doesn't know what Heavy Rain is? Uh, it's a movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a video yeah. game, but it's a movie. And it's hilarious. It's very funny. and It's, it's not I think, supposed to be. No. I So I'm a huge fan, huge fan of uh, FMV games, which are full motion video. Uh, they started back in the 90s because while companies were chasing this like technological uh, sort of graphical apex of trying to put out amazing graphics that can fool people. Some people mm-hmm. were just like, I'll just film it. I'll just make a movie and that's that's the best graphics you can get. But the yeah, gameplay was Hideo also... Kojima stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the graphics are all... T- like the graphics themselves are movies, but you can't manipulate the movie that much. So the game is just like on rails... And they're so yeah. funny. And uh, the reason I bring it up is because David Cage almost feels like the next iteration of that of like, okay, it's sort of on rails, but also mm-hmm. we don't have full actors, so you can have some level of control. And what you get is this weird halfway point where like you can hit the button to jump over the box to chase the criminal mm-hmm. you're getting, but it's really funny if you don't. And if you don't, nothing bad happens. So you just yeah. make everything bad happen all the time. Sometimes characters can just die, though, and you just have to deal with that. And I think that's pretty funny. Well, it's weird, though, because sometimes they just die like randomly. But sometimes yeah. you can try to kill them and it takes like seven mistakes. It's like, it's, I can't it's get rid of this person. It's a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> either way, in either direction. There's a game called Until Dawn that was a lot like that. It actually wasn't a David Cage game, but it's the same kind of thing. It's a mm-hmm. horror game. But it's like a it's 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 got like seven teenagers and there's some kind of horror movie setup, whatever. But like one of them dies instantly if you don't hit the X button, and the other one just has plot armor and there's no yeah. way to kill her. And it's so funny. Who in development decided who lives and who dies? You know, completely changing the topic. Have you watched Total Drama Island? No, everybody tells me to. I don't get it. I am so shocked because like I watched it as a kid yeah, and I was like that that's this is a fun show because it's it's just Survivor. It's just animated Survivor. Yeah. And I binge watched the first three seasons with a friend or over the past week. Mm-hmm. And wow, has this show aged incredibly well? Well, really? Yeah. I yeah. thought you were going to go the other way. Exactly. Misdirection. Yeah. But it I was shocked at how much I laughed during, like, not even like, oh, I'm laughing for the wrong reasons kind of thing. Like, a lot of the jokes that were funny were funny to me. Because I could honestly talk for a full episode about my appreciation of Total Drama Island, because I think the host is the best character in the show by far, and he's just, like, an agent of chaos. Uh Uh-huh. Like, he's... I'm trying to think of one good moment. Like he's just an asshole. He's yeah. he's manipulative. He's chaotic, and he does not care about the well-being of anyone's life in the entire show. Have you ever it's, seen? It's a uh, have you ever seen cartoon? You get to be. Yeah. Have you ever seen Super Jail? Yes. I'm thinking of the warden. Yeah, I think if I could say like one example where of him being an asshole. Yeah. Like he's trying to work these people for like ten hours straight, and uh-huh. they're like, "Union rules actually say if we're here for eight hours, you have to give us a lunch." And then he goes, "All right." Who hears in the union? And then he's the only one who raises his hand. <laughs> and then he goes, that's what I thought. Union break starts now. And then everyone starts walking, goes, not you. And then he just starts eating. And I just like, 
Man, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's just just good jokes, and then yeah, because you know, like the last thing a host will ever do is like vote let someone get voted off when they're finally making the show interesting. Sure, yeah, you don't want to get rid of the content contestants. Yeah, one character is becomes starts dating one character, cheats on her with another contestant. It becomes a whole love triangle. Yeah, and then of course his team's trying to vote him off, so they're on like an airplane trying to figure out who's going to be voted off. And then they're him and an intern are like at the door saying, all right, this episode, we're voting off this intern. And he just shoves him out the plane without a parachute. <laughs> and like, again, it's a cartoon. You get to do it. And then he's like, like, I was going to vote this. Like, let, like, I was going to let this character get voted off right as he's making things interesting. Yeah. But he also reveals who everyone voted for just to, to like really bring the tension up. Well, shows like, will do that, too. Like, that's yeah. not even, like, a joke. That's no, They'll just yeah. throw those in. Yeah, it's, like, he gets all the reality show tropes perfectly, but they get to go the extra mile since, like, the well-being of these characters don't matter. Yeah, you don't need his reputation to stay good. Like, he yeah. can, he, he doesn't have to host another show after this. His, his name isn't in the toilet. Yeah. What's kind of funny is that I've never seen that show. I don't think it was, like, because it wasn't in my age group, because I think it was near the end. Mm -hmm. But in the same way that anime sort of turned me off, I looked at it and I was like, that sucks. Yeah. Because it had like the the flash animation kind Definitely. of that early, what, I don't even know how to describe it. It's I will like, say that me and my friends watch it at 1.25 speed. Oh, really? That bad? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we watched season one and one time speed. We just wanted to watch more, and it was honestly fine. Like, yeah. we, we even pushed it to 1.5 for the rest of it because we got to watch more, and a lot of the slapstick humor was honestly much funnier yeah. in 1.5 times speed because it just, the jokes come at you so much faster. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You don't have to, like, the timing doesn't matter as much. The, I, the demographic yeah. felt like it was supposed to be made for kids, but then they had, like, a lot of adult humor. Like, every adult joke was definitely one layer deep, you know? Mm -hmm. So, like, they couldn't just say, like, they were using a bra as a slingshot, and they were like, I didn't know they made him this big, you know? that Like, that's the joke. Mm -hmm. And then the girl responds and goes, have you never seen Triple Ds before? And <laughs> it's like, I understand that joke, but, yeah. like, I don't think a kid's gonna know what a Triple D is. No. No idea you know? at all. So, like, a lot of the sexual innuendos are definitely just one layer deep. You know, it only requires one level of understanding, but it's just a level that kids would not have. Do you think that there are people out there with like the host profile picture? You know, it would be me. He's my honestly the host <laughs> of Total Drama Island is one of my top five favorite fictional characters. In really? Any media. He is just an agent of chaos, and I aspire to have that kind of insanity. That's so funny because the warden is one of mine. The super jail one that, that I said sense. that it's like yeah, that's yeah. like similar. Like I love mm -hmm. that, and it sounds like this is like the same kind of deal, but yours is like more PG, and mine yeah. like super jail is way more explicit. That's so funny. I think there's this other character, Heather, who just kind of like stirs shit, mm. and people dislike her because she's just evil. But that's why I have such an appreciation appreciation for her because yeah. she's the only one who's doing shit. You know, she's the one who makes shows interesting. Sure. And when you watch those shows, that's definitely like how things go. And I think yeah. that's why I'm surprised that this is for kids. Cause like I've been watching a lot of trashy, like uh, I, I, I watch a lot of weird reality shows on my stream. Like one of the shows has been yeah. uh, solitary, which is literally just, I love reality television. It's amazing. It it's, truly yeah. is. Uh, they just put nine people in solitary confinement and that's the whole show. They like freeze them. They only mm -hmm. give them food at night. Like, they make them stay up for 36 hours. It's insane. I can't believe it was on TV. Yeah, I mean, I told you about Kid Nation, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. we're going to be we're gonna be talking about that on a future episode. Yeah. But it's so, like, you don't really get the pattern until you watch a bunch of these shows, and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. that's the content character. They want to keep that guy on because oh, he's the whole, that's the moneymaker. And I don't think kids would get that, so I'm surprised that show was so successful. Yeah, I'm trying to think on, like, what else is is like? Hmm. Or there's another show. I don't. You've seen Opposite Worlds, right? I have not seen Opposite Worlds. Oh no. my god, dude, 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 dude. Okay, so Opposite Worlds is supposed to be this like um, scientific experiment, yeah. and the whole point of the show is that they take two teams of people and put them against each other. It's like a normal mm -hmm. reality show, normal people, and one is from the future 
and one is from the past. And so the future people get like robot butlers and meals made for them the instant mm -hmm. they wake up and lobster for dinner and blah, blah, blah. And the idea is that they live in luxury. And the cave people have to live wearing like tatters and rags. They have to sleep on rocks. If it rains, it just rains on them. But the whole idea of the show is like, what's better, the future or the past? And okay. from minute one, it's literally obvious. It's just, dude, the future every time. Mm -hmm. And the whole point is like, you have these challenges where like you have to, I don't know, it's, it's like a Fall Guys obstacle course and they try to find a way to say that it has to do with the theming. And then they say, oh, you're team one. Do you want to go to the future or go back to the past? And before he can even answer, everybody's just like future. Mm -hmm. Every time, future. But the fact that the show is allowed to air is so bizarre because it's just, from minute one, it's a terrible idea. And there's yeah. one guy on the show that is like, these are all relatively normal people. You know, heights mm -hmm. are like 5'6 six to 6'3, six, like normal guys. And then there's one guy that's like 6'9". He's a fireman. He's clearly jacked up on something, and he just dominates everybody from minute one. His name is Frank, and it's so funny. And he's clearly, like, who they base the show on. Mm -hmm. He I is have, the crux like, of it. I'm just such... I have such a love for stuff like this, because I view reality television as, like, almost, like, psychology experiments. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what it is. Like, you have stuff like, you know... I'm going to compare stuff like Love Island to the Stanford Prison Experiment because, like, you can't perform the Stanford Prison Experiment anymore. No. It, it's it's just, like, psychologically too harmful. And But I think it's so interesting that shows like that can exist. Because I yeah. think a lot of these reality TV shows are torturous in nature because that's what content that's is. That's what sells, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's so interesting that, like, you could probably make any... You could probably make the Stanford Prison Experiment a game show and it would g get a pass. Oh, dude, no question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because, I mean, human suffering is at the core of like, mm -hmm. it's just schadenfreude, right? It's like, yeah, there there are old, um, there's old science fiction stuff. Stephen King made a, made a book uh, called The Running Man, which is literally just mm -hmm. the same thing as all the other things, which is like human suffering as a game show. I mean, it's Hunger Games, yeah. right? Like, that's a common thing. But I wonder, I do wonder, like, are we going to get to that point at some point? You know, maybe not murder, but of, of having a show. So the running, running man, the idea is like mm -hmm. one guy is trying to escape. Um, I think it's like escape the federal government and uh -huh. armies for one month. And if he gets away, he gets whatever he wants for the rest of his life. Oh, that's you awesome. Know, $50 million. But, you sure. know, they get to kill him. Um, it's also a movie. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's with Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's nothing like the book, but it's still so good. Um, it's sort of like total recall in that, like, it has nothing to do with the actual source material, but it's still amazing. And I'm like, maybe we'll get to the point where, you know, one day <laughs> we have a show where one guy's trying to outrun a helicopter, but for real, you know, live yeah, on TV. There's this one video that I, I did. I haven't posted it yet. It's definitely live by the time this goes up. But uh, again, a very dedicated psychology experiment that I'm passing as content. Sure. Um, I hosted and I told I had 12 different content creators that I made an escape room. And I worked with an actual escape room writer to create the hardest escape room possible. Because, okay. you know, they make those with the intention of people solving them. Yeah, of course. But I was like, I want to make it as hard as I possibly can. So we went in and designed an escape room. I divided the 12 people into three teams. And uh, it was unsolvable. And you just but left all, them there. All the clues were red herrings that kind of led into each other. And I wanted sure. to see how people made sense of things and how they interact with each other. Did they snap on each other? And the first team... Because I feel like people kind of know my shtick with stuff like this nowadays. You know, they, sure. they know that everything I do is not what it seems. Sure, yeah. So I have to always know that in the back of my head. So I got team one in on it. Mm, okay. And then team one knows the solution and they come out and then they solve it. They solve it. So now I made sure they solved it with like two minutes to spare. Yeah, so, so it looks like it's competitive. Like they're like, and, oh, that was close. Yeah. 
everyone's like, we just have to beat this one time. And then team two goes in, they're unsuccessful. And then team three goes into it thinking, oh, we only have to beat one team? Easy. And then they watch me give trophies and everything to team one. And it, it was just <laughs> such an interesting experience because I felt like I was in the back room watching the cameras and I was just playing the Sims. Yeah. You just see people like gesticulating at the object. Like, what is this supposed to be? What? And then this doesn't make I any made sense. sure none of these people knew each other too well. So it was also ah, interesting to see okay. how they would snap on each other. Sure. And they definitely did. And it was such a fun experience. And then I had to like wonder, what would an ethics board say about this? Wait, so people were actually like mad at each other? People they just met. They would be. Yeah. Oh, man. I didn't realize it would be that stressful. Yeah, because there were some people who like pride themselves on. I, I asked like the ah, writers. You got for the escape, escape room, room nerds. Okay. Well, gotcha, it's not gotcha, even gotcha. that. It's that escape rooms are constantly correlated with knowledge, IQ, how smart sure, you are. Yeah. So it's not being able to find success in an it's escape a status room. Symbol. It's yeah. almost like a direct insult to their intelligence right. after knowing their peers have already succeeded in such a thing. Yeah. So it was so fascinating to me to watch other people go through it. Um, E.E., e. Phil, Phil was in it. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, that's, he, he uh, struggled. That's so good because it really is, it's funny that people will sort of measure their self-worth by how easily they can fix this or, or solve this challenge set up by somebody who, yeah. for all intents and purposes, could just be lying, you yeah. know? they Or just make it so obscure that only they would understand it. But people really want to fix that puzzle. Like, mm -hmm. that's so good. Yeah, it was definitely interesting. And it's like, how can I do this more? Like, how can I? I just want to study people. I really want to use content. And it's just like, I want to host a game show of something. I want sure. to host, like, I'd love to host, like, a bachelorette kind of thing. Yeah. Because I feel like the romance, the romance shows, like, the dating shows aren't supposed to be, like, crazy like survivor challenges right yeah yeah, yeah. but i'd love they to were? make that yeah what if they were how funny would that be the idea is like as as a man you have to be a provider for me and our future family mm -hmm. which is why you so have to go through lion yeah exactly exactly tame this gorilla like that that's pretty good i like that yeah I can see it if i could find the budget to do something like that i absolutely would <laughs> where are we gonna get a live Lion. I live in Los <laughs> Angeles. I can find anything. That's a good point. Yeah, you have, the world is at your uh, disposal. Pretty much everything's out there that you could think of. What's so interesting was I was looking for a Lola Bunny cardboard cutout for a Space Jam video. Yep. And I went to multiple cardboard cutout stores in LA, and they're all sold out of Lola Bunny and LeBron James, which is That's, alarming. Yeah, that I feel like... I don't uh, like that fun fact. Yeah, I feel like that that's environmental storytelling. I'm learning something about that. <laughs> Lola how how big is the Lola bunny? Like life size um, five three or something? Uh yeah, I want to say she's probably closer to like maybe just like just under five feet. Okay. LeBron James definitely six nine though. Okay. Yeah. I think I yeah. think you've told me and he like lives at your house now, right? Yeah, he just sits there and scares the hell out of people whenever they walk inside. Yeah, yeah. So I had a friend over who put him in my backyard staring through a window, and God damn did it scare the hell out of me. <laughs> it's just a tall, ominous shadow. Do you think you could, like... <laughs> I'm imagining you, like, putting him up at the window of, like, the front of your house, and somebody's going to think LeBron James lives there. He's just looking out the window, smiling serenely, never I moving. Could. While holding a basketball, wearing the Toon Squad hoodie. <laughs> it's a beautiful love, day out. I would love to make like a name for myself on the news. Because you know how there's murder on the news reported constantly. And they always talk about these reported things. Sure. I'd love to be known as just like the, the LeBron bandit who just <laughs> keeps putting out LeBron cardboard cutouts or outside of people's houses in LA has struck again. So you're not even doing any crimes and leaving no. LeBron as like a calling card. That's what I yeah. thought is like you would yeah. kill a guy and then LeBron James is standing over the oh, white that's chalk funnier, outline. Honestly, yeah, you know? I'll commit murder. <laughs> I mean, you wanted to experiment, right? Right? Like, yeah. how would this guy's family react if he died? <laughs> I but I do 
I think like the more ridiculous things are funny. It's just like all the Florida man, you know? Yeah. 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 The further out you can go. But that's the thing is like we've 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 done pretty much everything there is to do. So the only thing you could do now is like to the point of absurdity, which is, I think, how Mr. Beast got popular. Yeah. It's just taking things to logical extremes. Yeah, I like the Mr. Beast formula and I'd love to do that. But my content benefits nobody. Yeah, it's not like you're being uh, what's the word uh, a philanthropist generous. Yeah, yeah, no, I just and I think that's fine. Yeah. You need people like that, right? We need to we need to to show yeah, we need to show the population their true nature. And that might be the the way to do it. Is with generally mischievous game shows. Yeah. Dude, I would just love I was born to host a game show. Yeah. I don't know if you know this about me, but the entirety of my childhood, channel two fifty nine on whatever provider I had, the game show network, GSN baby. Sure. That was it. Yeah. That like I spent my entire life watching anything from Lingo to Whammy mm. to Jeopardy to, uh, I mean, even Legend of the Hidden Temple, a classic. Yeah. Weakest Link, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't watch a lot of reality shows. It was more so like just very traditional game shows. Yeah, I, I did the same thing. Nickelodeon had a lot of them. There was like Nick Arcade, yeah. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Oh, even Nick stuff Arcade like, was incredible. Yeah, I st- I, I've had this idea forever we need a yeah. Twitch arcade, and it's mm-hmm. just like a small... I feel like I'm giving it away. You're getting I, so many good ideas away for free. Oh, my God. I'll keep this one. I want to do a Twitch yeah. arcade. I, want I think you said enough. Yeah, that's enough. But I, I, I'm with you on that because I feel like that's probably a common thing for people who get into the line of work that, like, you mm-hmm. do. Or, like, even, like, I mean, in terms of streaming, it's like, I wanted to do the same thing. And I think what it is is you're presenting something that isn't quite yourself. Like you're the mm-hmm. host, right? But you're presenting yeah. the show. You're not like, look you're at an me. Agent and, right, right, right. Yeah. You are the harbinger of the thing that you're presenting as opposed to like, um, as opposed to being the thing itself, which I think is more mm-hmm. interesting. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What was another really good show? Oh, I think, again, I love reality stuff like this because I feel like I learn more about people. I think sure. it's like all psychology. That's how I view it. Sure. And I think this one show called Friend or Foe was the epitome of that. Oh, is that just the splitting show? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember what the actual game show of it was, but every time a team got eliminated, it took their combined money and it was uh, pairs. It was duos. So let's say it was me and Zach. We made $10,000 from the show. We got eliminated. We were to go backstage and have 60 seconds to discuss if we want to do friend or foe with each other. And if I do friend and he does friend, 5,000 each. We split and go our happy with different ways. If I go foe and he goes friend, I get 10,000 smackers. He gets none. But if we both go foe, we both leave with nothing. Yeah. And so I think that's incredible. Well, so this is just, I think it's just the prisoner's dilemma, mm-hmm. uh, it, which is like a known phenomenon, which is just a, a thing. And it's just sort of distilled into a show. But did yeah. you know... That exact game is on Steam. What? It's called Split or Steal, and it's free. S- Split or Steal. So if you would like to, uh, if you'd like to do a little thing, absolutely. What's funny is that I don't know what the stakes are because it's all fake money, right? And if it's a mm-hmm. free game, like you can only communicate in text. Like, why would you ever split? Wouldn't you just always steal, right? And how I do you love like how I, this is similar to what I remembered? But it's a pirate and a hot dog talking, which is awesome. I think there's like a pirate. I see a devil. You I know, see a lot. Yeah. You get to present yourself as your true form. But I love how in the in the show friend or foe, there are always people who would come in every now and then and just say, "Buddy, I'm going foe. You can do friend if you want. You can make sure I get zero dollars and you get zero dollars, but you are leaving with nothing because I'm going foe." <laughs> and I think that just solves it, you know. Yeah. Like it's what do you what do you do in that situation if you know you're presented with an option where it's guaranteed you're not leaving with anything? Well, do you do want to just... bring your fellow man down to you? Because now it's like a different morality question. Are you going to yeah. stoop to their level? Uh, do you? I mean, like, is it just that they hate each other? Like, he just doesn't like the other guy, so it's like no matter what, I'm <laughs> going foe. Or no, it's it's more so he's he doesn't know you. He met you today. He's here to make money. 
So and he's telling you outright that he's going faux? Yeah. What? Okay. So then it'll put you that? in a position where you can guarantee that he gets nothing, but either way, you're just standing in his way now and you're stooping yeah. to his level. So it's like, again, even if it's solved, it still creates an interesting question of morality. I guess so. I, I just wouldn't do... Like, if somebody told me they're going faux, I'm like, all right, asshole, fine. Like, I, I'm not... And then you go faux as well? Yeah, I'm not playing this game with you. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, what the hell are you talking about? You, you think you're trying to big boy me? Get the hell out of here. No, I would I, not. I'd go friend. I'd go... So hear me out. What? Yeah, I'd go friend You in do that live in LA. You've got everything you could ever need. Of course you would go friend. What? No, 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 no. Hear me out. Because I think, one, let's say it was just a bait, and then he goes friend, and we split. Now it's hype. I guess. But hear me out. On the off, on the chance, the likely chance that he does go foe, I go friend, I split and I give him money. I just took money away from a television set. I guess you did, but you gave it to an asshole. You just took it from a rich asshole and gave it to a poor asshole. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, I guess so. You're just Robin Hood at that point. Yeah, and I'll okay. gladly be that. I don't, I, I have too much pride. Yeah, you would click it. foe every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dude, no question. Yeah, if the other guy said he was faux, I'm like, okay, prick. Fine. We're both leaving. We both got to be on TV. Great. Cool. I'd love to host like a split or steal tournament now that I know that's on Steam. Because if you can get real life people involved with that and throw actual money on it. There's uh, I think XQC did this. He literally did this exact thing on his thing, but it was for like, because he's got stream money like this. It was like for $500. Yeah. So he would yeah. just like bring in two random people in his Discord, which is like very funny. Um, That's actually incredible. Yeah, and and it actually went pretty well apparently. Uh, if I had the money to do such a thing, I probably would. But mm -hmm. it is a thing where like it's known that this is solved because it's like you yeah. do always go faux because either you get everything or nothing, as opposed to like half or nothing, right? So yeah. But then there's always the human element. I don't know. It has to be two totally random people because if they're friends, obviously it's not going to fly. Yeah, it's so much easier to split with friends. Yeah. Or take advantage of friends. Well, <laughs> I was going to say, if if it's actual money and you do that, that's probably a problem. But if it's in like Roblox SMP or something, you're probably fine, Yeah. You know? <laughs> like I would love to see more of that on a large scale. But yeah, I think you're right. Like it is solved that you just always do foe in every scenario. You have to. Yeah, it's called Golden Balls in Britain. That's what it, I don't know why. I remember being surprised by that. But uh, all you UK listeners, that's that's Golden Balls for you. I don't know why. You want you want to you want to hit uh, or sit and hit the bell and say ding ding ding. How did we get here talking about Golden Balls? We didn't even talk about it, dude. We didn't even talk about anime profile pictures at all. Oh my God, you're right. We got off. Uh, well, join us back next episode <laughs> when we talk about the demented phenomenon of anime profile pictures. All right, we'll actually do it next time because we were supposed to do it and w there's so much to say. This was like the juiciest topic we had. Yeah, like we had so much to say. We started so strong and then, boy, did we tangent. I don't even remember. We knew that's what the show was about, but I'm still like embarrassed that we didn't even get the basic points across. We started to go chronological and then we just got lost on the wrapping Mario GIF. I think that's what it all went downhill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We we went to like Google image search to the wrapping Mario GIF to the to the nature of chaos as an entity on the planet. And now here we are an hour wow. later. Uh, I can't believe we just forgot. Yeah, man. Well, um, Maybe we'll, I genuinely we'll table forgot this. that's what this episode was about. Did, I tried to get it back to it a few times, but then I... I I'll take the fall for that I was one. like, you know what? We'll, we'll stay on this. Uh, but you know what? It just means we get to talk more about it in the future, maybe. Or maybe it'll come up randomly on next week's episode, which, if you don't know, is all... A, <laughs> literally, I'm looking at the document, and Jacob just put part two. Like, he, <laughs> he just wants to do it again. Uh, but the, maybe we'll, we'll find a tie-in, you know, with the next one? Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I think... This can be the demented phenomenon of the demented phenomenon of anime profile pictures. <laughs> honestly, and eventually we will cover this topic. Honestly, this could be our two-parter. This yeah, could be the I first two-parter. I think it's I think it's fine. Okay. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Even if uh, what was described was not quite what you got, uh, we'll get to it. You know, we'll get there. Maybe the trip takes a little bit longer than you would think, but that's why. 
This is the we only went west audio instead road of trip. east. It happens. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there was like there's like a scenic route, and we wanted to take it because it's very yeah. it's a nice day. It's very pretty. The scenic route involved uh, Legends of the Hidden Temple and uh, torturing people without having a proper ethics board on payroll. Nope. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Maybe we'll talk about this again. Maybe we'll remember we won't. our Twitter handle. You'll see it. Uh, yeah, Twitter handle is HDWGHCast at twitter.com. Follow us there. Maybe you'll see some uh, lovely pictures in the near future. Oh, wait, is this the... We talked about the Halloween Is this the Halloween episode? Yeah. This might be the Halloween episode. Isn't that so funny that we don't remember? How did we get here? We don't know. (laughs) Wow. You guys really think... It was bound to happen eventually. Yeah, you guys think it's a gimmick, but it's really not. Like, the whole point of this... Started with anime profile pictures, went to Mario, and I've lost from there. Yeah. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Goodbye. How Do We Get Here is produced by Deanna Gallen, Jacob Rabin, and Zach Zeeks. Our theme music is composed and performed by Garrett Williamson, and our engineer slash audio producer is Justin Asher. 